Welcome back to the Fish and Grits podcast. This will make episode mm-hmm. 13. Ooh. Um, like I said, if you don't know, for anybody new that's listening, um, we've been doing a new structure to our show. So first we have topics. Then we have a welcome to adulthood segment where we just complain about adulting <laughs> or we don't like. <laughs> right. Then after our break, we come back and we do a homegrown segment, which is dedicated to all things Mississippi, but today we're going to do something a little different. And then finally, mm-hmm. we get into TV, music, movies, whatever. So yeah. since we got a lot of topics on the list, I'll begin on a sad note with um, the passing of John Witherspoon, a.k.a. Everybody's Dad. A.k.a. You know? Everybody's Granddad. Yeah, you've seen him on Friday. You've seen him on Martin, Boomerang. Um, and a lot of us knew him from the boondocks. He voiced yes. grandpa. Yeah. And it was just really sad because it was so unexpected. He was 77, mm-hmm. so he was still young. And I think I heard yesterday that TMZ reported that it was cardiac arrest because he died oh, at his wow. home. So I think I'm pretty sure that's he had a heart having a heart attack. But yeah. I know he had recently been talking about, you know, this boondocks reboot. And mm-hmm. it's supposed to be coming out next year. And I don't know if they did any pre-production stuff or if they have started the process of recording you know yeah the voices because I know Regina has been busy with Watchmen but it's just sad to know that you know when it comes back we won't get you know the original grandpa back and so it's sad yeah I wonder if it's possible for them to like take all like the voices he did for the boondocks and try to like use those to create like you know the new voiceovers because I don't unless they bring the boondocks and it doesn't have granddad like grandpa in it no more which would be a different angle because I mean yeah but then like who would the boys stay with because one thing about the boondocks is that they never really gave you a backstory on how the kids were in the custody yeah. of their grandpa like we don't know what happened to their parents it's assumed that they died we don't know what happened to their grandmother because I don't know if you remember that one episode where Riley was like going around tagging everything with spray paint mm-hmm. And they used that guy with that white guy in real life with the afro they used to paint on PBS. They kind of like did a parody of him in the show and he was like Riley's mentor. And he just kept encouraging him to like go around the city and just paint on whatever he could. And he painted this really nice portrait of, I'm assuming, Granddad and his wife when they were young and it was their wedding. And Granddad ended up crying. And I was like, wait, is that Granddad and his wife or is that the kid's parents? Because he told him to draw something that means something to him. So I'm like, mm-hmm. are these their parents or is this granddad and his wife? So, I mean, that would be an interesting angle if they lost granddad. But I'm like, who would they live with? Because wow. we don't, we don't mm. know much about their characters outside of what we got. But I don't know. I wonder how Regina King feels because I don't remember if she posted anything. On her Instagram. I think she did, but I can't remember the Yeah, post. I can't remember. Because a lot of people was posting stuff and bringing up, like, movies and shows. The Wayans mm-hmm. Brothers. You know, Marlon I've been Wayans. seeing a lot of his... I've been seeing his son posting a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, clips and, like, stuff, like, in their house. 
home videos, stuff like that. But it's yeah, he said sad. he lost his best friend. Mm. That's sad. Yeah, yeah. But well, we prayers to that family. Yeah, and we lost another great one. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna miss John Witherspoon and all his contributions. He really was yeah. like the black TV dad, and I didn't really mm-hmm. realize how many famous catchphrases he has. Like, I didn't know that coordinate. I didn't know that came from him because I <laughs> technically haven't seen um, Boondocks like all the way through. And I remember Ludacris put that in one of his songs, and I just mm-hmm. never knew that he got it from there. And he just all started clicking together. And then with the Wayans brothers and stuff and yeah. like of course Friday everybody was saying put some hot sauce on my burrito baby like I remember him saying like bang 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 that, yeah <laughs> and, and then I'm they, like, I can't remember what I got there from though they kept showing that clip from um, Boomerang when he was like Marcus I heard some girl at the office got you pussy whipped you gotta reverse that shit you gotta whip that pussy <laughs> yes he used to say stuff like that all the time yeah, yeah, so it's, we're going to miss moments like this. So just a rest in peace to him, and like you said, prayers yeah. to his family. Um, yeah. And just to keep a long stuff that happened this week before we get into, like, the serious topics. It was Halloween on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And sure everybody was. and their mama was dressing up. I have to say, this Halloween, you motherfuckers was on point. Yes, Because let me they tell came. you who won Halloween. Who you think won? Ricky Thompson and them won Halloween to me. What were they, TLC? No. First of all, Ricky Thompson was Chris Tucker from The Fifth Element. Hold on. Let me go look at this. Bitch, I, I think I'm getting TLC mixed you, up. I sent you one of their costumes. They did the Cheetah Girls. They did Cinderella. And okay. they were dressed up with the wigs and the outfits and everything. Go to his Instagram. Then they did Aaliyah. Are you that somebody? Weren't they also Clover? The Clover? Yes, uh, and they were East Compton Clover. See, that was the one I thought that it was. I guess, you know. They, they they were on point but then I saw this cute little girl she was black girl magic and they really just made me yes so with the little happy. jar yes. people are so like creative, creative. and inventive I was like wait and she was so excited she was so excited she was so cute it was so excited and then um, Harley Quinn and Two-Face Quavo and Sweetie were them and they did a really good job yeah um Cardi B as Poison Ivy was really good. I don't know if you saw hers. Yeah, I did. She didn't have on no clothes, though. No, she did have on clothes. I saw, like, another video. She had on clothes. They okay. just looked like they were... It, like, it was painted on her skin, but she had on underwear and stuff. But the hair really killed the outfit because it was so long and red and stuff. And I'm trying to think of any other costumes that stuck out. Lala, I was, like, yeah, Lala was Maleficent. I think some models, Jordan Dunn, I can't think of the other two girls, but they were TLC and I thought they did a good job. I haven't seen their That girl um, that was Storm, that girl oh, that was ooh. Storm. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my oh. God. She did that shit. Oh my God. I was like, all right, sis, you okay? Oh my God. There? Because she looks so like you having a fucking good. Did you see that bitch? Yeah, she was gorgeous. She looked good. She came I have, through. I have seen people do storm following, mm-hmm. but that bitch killed that shit. That, not on that level. That's a like whole the different skin caliber. Complexion. It's like when we want, when we say we want a dark skin storm. That's what the fuck we want. <laughs> she just really did it for me. Oh, I'm sorry. That was my. Who else you did know? I like? 
I thought that Sierra and Russell Wilson did a good job when yeah, they, they were did. doing Beyonce and Jay Z. Yeah. I'm still waiting to see what Beyonce uh Halloween you won't costume get it. was. We won't get you that won't shit get it to next next year. Yeah. Um, when she just like decides to um oh, did you see Kelly rolling as Donna Summers? I was surprised because that's literally her twin. She like looks literally just like her. Her but twin. still that the costume, like, oh my God. Slay, honey. That's her twin. Like she She did that. If Donna Summers, well, you know what's funny, what's interesting. Did you watch my wife and kids? Yeah. And you remember when Junior got that girl pregnant? Oh yeah. You remember the light skinned girl? Mm Mm-hmm. That's Donna Summers' daughter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was married to a white man because she was married to a white man. And I remember when she died not too long ago from like, I think it was lung cancer or something, they honored her at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and her um, kids got up stage and, you know, were like, thank you for the honor. And it's like, she has a bunch of girls and I think I saw a son up there, but I mm-hmm. went and did some research and I was like, oh, that was her daughter for my wife and kids. Never would have thought, like, never would have put two and two together. But yeah, that was her daughter. Yeah. I'm so. trying to think of the kids. I didn't like that they made Stormy Kylie for um, yeah, like I was <sighs> just like, Weird flex, but okay. And she looks so uncomfortable. She just like, can I get me out of these things? Like, girl, I why can I be a doll? I also a bear? just feel like with some costumes, I feel like they should really just let kids be kids on yeah. some of these costumes because there's, I see some of them, like they look cute, but I'm like, I know your child has not seen Friday. So how they both over here being Chris Tucker and Ice Cube, like, dang! Like, I know they have not seen... <laughs> or they have. I don't know. Some kids out here be watching something they have no business watching. Or like, um, it's just... Mm. Janelle Monet had a good costume. Yeah. Um, these people be going all out with, this, with these yeah. costumes. I know it yeah. takes a lot of coins. Yeah. And I was... I'm Rihanna, bitch. You ain't come to the Met Gala. You was wearing feathers for... Um, Carnival. Where the fuck are you for Halloween? Well, you know what? Her assistant Let's just, hope that she just had a baby. Her assistant just oh. had a baby and she took a picture of her holding the baby. So I think she was with her assistant. But oh. normally Rihanna be slaying for Halloween. So it's just been a year where she just been like on her Fenty beauty and her Fenty savage shit. And she just been making business moves. You know, it ain't really yeah. been about going to the Met Gala or, you know, shaking that ass at Carnival. You know, it's just been about and yeah. working on this album because she's sick of you motherfuckers asking her when the album coming out. So you know what? I'm gonna let her live. I I don't I don't remember any other costumes that stuck out to me that I could think off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't either. It was hella people being the Joker this year. Oh yeah, Nicki Minaj. She was Chucky. Her and her fiance or her husband were the bride of Chucky and Chucky, and then they were Harley Quinn and. Uh, what's his name? The Joker. But I like Sweetie's better because Sweetie was the uh, the other Harley Quinn outfit. She yeah. had she was the black and red, and I thought that was cute. And I liked it. You know, her man was Two Face. I thought that was really good. That was like real, real good. Because everybody now, everybody do the Harley Quinn with the pink and blue hair, and so it's like no one ever does the actual classic one where she's dressed up as a Harlequin. So yeah. I thought that she was that was different to do that with the hammer. And she was like, hey, pudding. I was like, y'all cute <laughs> as fuck. Y'all cute as fuck. <laughs> um, but talk about your Halloween experience because you participated in Halloween this year. Yeah, I did. I went as Beyonce from the Hold Up video. No surprise there. <laughs> it was very on trend. Um, not pre- like not unpredictable. 
as well. But I always wanted to be Beyonce, but I think now I just want to come up with this concept that either I do something else or each year for Halloween, I'll just be a different Beyonce. Like from, I don't know, videos or I don't know, that's exhaustive. And I think that involves a lot of money, but we'll see. I may feel someone else different. But like I had the baseball bag, I bought a wig, um, had the yellow dress. Everything was cute. And I enjoyed myself as Beyonce. Um, I had like all the rings on every finger, all the necklaces. I honestly do not know how this woman do it. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I haven't had hair in so long. She has stylists. I know, but just to carry all of that throughout your day, it's like a lot. Like the hair, all the rings, the jewelry, like what? How many kids? She got three kids. That's a lot. Okay. That's a lot. I was like, you know what? By like, I had the wig on for an hour. I was ready to get out the costume. I put my clothes back on. Even when I went to the Halloween party last night, I was in the backseat changing my clothes back into like my Adidas sweatpants. I was like, wow, this is a lot. No, I'm going to look cute. Thanks, mom. A lot of people thought I was cute. My family thought it was funny. Of course. I did too, because that wig took me out. Yeah, nobody was ready for the wig. And then everybody at work was like, you should wear this wig more often. Um, No, you should. And I was like, mm, no. I see what y'all trying to do. Y'all trying yeah. to be nice, but I don't need it. Like, I'm, I'm I, telling you as your I best friend. I've known you longer than them that you shouldn't put the wig on. I know. All the time. <laughs> I, know. I like you better with short hair. And maybe because I'm used to you with the short hair. Maybe you but can dye your hair. you've seen me with hair you had hair but I feel like the short hair suits you more like even when you went natural I feel like that suited you more so I just kind of feel like either dye your hair but don't put on that wig no more unless it's I want to dye it but I don't know I may just shift the wig home and let my sister wear it okay <laughs> <laughs> I um, just gonna sit up here what am I gonna do with it okay anywho oh you know what I'm gonna save my my thing because I finally had the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I think I might just say that for, like, later on. Okay. Because, yeah. So, let's get into, like, topics, topics. Okay. You can go first. So. Because I don't know shit. I don't say that. Um, so, I do want to talk about this whole Harriet um, controversy that's surrounding the movie Harriet mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Um, Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Um. First, there was this whole casting controversy because, yet again, we have an American film, I guess, about American history. Yes, it is about American history. And again, we go and we seek out these British actors. Um, And they just feel like, is there not any other person that's black here that could have played Harriet? So people are upset about that. And then also people took like a personal issue with Cynthia, the main person that's playing the Harriet role, just because she has said like a lot of um, controversial and problematic things regarding Mm -hmm. like the black community as a whole, like, you know, very stereotypical things like, you know, ghetto this uh, or ratchet this and like really just, you know, taking it like to the next level. Um, Somebody did like a really deep read or deep thread like yeah, I started reading it. Stuff. It was just so much. I was like, Dang. yeah, I, I had to stop. I was like, um, it's a lot. And and, bef- and just not not to cut you off, but my brother had told me like right after we watched her in Bad Night at El Royale, like mm-hmm. he liked her, but then he had read that she had said a lot of controversial stuff. Mm-hmm. They kind of rubbed him the wrong way. He was like, I don't know about your girl because you know I watched some and she didn't did a lot of weird, real yeah. weird shit. And I was like, damn, what, what the fuck? Every time we get one, somebody wants some crazy exactly. shit. So when this came out, I was like, 
fuck. Like I, I, like, I thought yeah. it was just my brother, but to see a lot of black people, like even Chris was talked about it. She was just like, yeah. she don't see it for her either. And I'm just like, ooh, you know. Yeah, Chris because they were also saying that, like, you know, she picks and chooses when she wants to walk the black line. And when she doesn't, like on some things, she's like, oh, I'm not black. I'm a proud Nigerian. Da, 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 da. And then on some other instances, she's like, but we're all black people or people of color and blah, 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 blah. Why do y'all like so pulling out like, your nationalities? Like, that I don't understand Caribbean it people either. do the same thing. No, I feel, be- like, I feel like everybody does it because I'll say, oh, you black too? And they'd be like, no, I'm Jamaican. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. Caribbean people do the same thing. And I'm just like, but you're still black. I don't but get it. I've been told that their parents, associate black with negative connotations so like even it may be something that's maybe instilled in them when they're young because their parents be like oh i'm not black like because they think black is all the negative stereotypes that are out about yeah. us like i've heard somebody in my adw class be like yeah my parents don't consider themselves black and her parents were caribbean because they think this is this, this and the third and i'm like what at the end of the day police ain't gonna give a fuck if you jamaican nigerian yeah. like all they see is black a nigga so i don't but yeah, so I'm not really. I don't. Get I don't know. That. It's really messed up. I don't. I don't think that I would ever ha- like be able to understand that aspect of it and why people yeah. do it. I just solely because you know all we know is being black. Like that's our identity, and that's like we're African American. Like this is our nationality, and like it's not our fault that we were stripped away of like you know knowing our heritage and like where our ancestry lies within Africa maybe if I had it I would feel a different type of way but I doubt that I still would have that because essentially I am black um and then this just brings back to the whole notion of like with her walking the line on when she decides to be black and when she decides to be something else um I just see it as again people thinking that they can pick and choose when they want to be black, like like I said, everybody wants to be black until it's time to be black. But when it profits you and it makes you look cooler or it makes you more acceptable, yeah, you want to be black. When it's something that's negative being associated with black people, even though we take the boot of it all the time because this is just who we are, we don't have the choice of throwing our blackness off of us. Like it's here all the time. But a lot of other people get that opportunity to like bob and weave between both of them. And... I don't know why they just couldn't stick with the other lady that played Harriet in the underground. From underground, series. yeah, somebody brought that up. They said she did a great job. Why did she did phenomenal? Her? Probably but... because she's not as big of a name as Cynthia is. Because Cynthia, but has Cynthia been just out there got, she just got big. True, like, but on. if she you compare, but if you compare, it's still Hollywood and it's still business, and they kind of feel like the bigger name is going to be the bigger draw because Cynthia has been in a lot of good ass movies from Widows last year. To El, the bad night at El Royale this year, like I mean, what was that last year? That was last year, but she has know. been in a lot of good movies, so I think maybe that's why they did that. I don't know, but I mean, because I knew you liked her, like, how do you feel about her in general? It made me feel some type of way because I've actually met her in person. Like, oh, yeah, you tell me that when she was playing Silly on Broadway for The Color Purple, um, thought she was amazing. Knew she was a powerhouse when it comes to her vocals and singing. So, like, all of this stuff that's coming out, because I didn't know about it until, like, this movie came out. And I don't know if I wasn't, I guess, particularly looking for it, but I don't know. Um, it definitely makes me feel some type of way. Um, I don't understand how... It just bothers me when people just think that they can pick and choose when they want to support something and be a part of something. And then, if it's on the flip side, they'll, like, work to tear it down as well. Okay. So, are you going to see the movie? 
Cause I, I'm not. I don't even. Janelle Monae is in it as well. That's fine, and it's just like, but that ain't even what got me not want to see it. Because somebody said in this fucking movie, they have a black black man bouncy hunter who was going around trying to like find her, and then he get what? he gets killed by some white man trying to. Cause he he's sent to like wait go after Harriet and so so this is some white man saving the hero again yes in the, movie? the white man saved Harriet from being oh killed by this God. black bounty hunter and somebody okay, was like how no. the fuck do you have a black man walking around in 18 no. such and such a free like with a, with a gun trying to like hunt other slaves like there is no way that a, a free black man could just walk around like that and he and you got a that black man. So That's why I'm like, I don't want to see it off the dead because okay, why? I didn't know that part. Yeah, so somebody said this. So I was done. like, yeah, you. I'm done. I could probably get over mm. her in the controversy, but adding up, making shit up like that, like, come on, I y'all not get my dollars. I wait for that shit to come on uh, Redbox, HBO, or some shit. Redbox. I'm not even paying for it. I wait for that to come out on for free somewhere. I didn't know. I don't understand. Like when we when they make movies like that, why do we need a white savior? And then how dare you try to say that it's the black man coming after a black woman? Mm-mm. Like black men currently, some, some of them don't care about black women, which is true. But like, come on, y'all, what narrative? Yeah, y'all let a white man create? shoot a black man and protect the yeah, like what, what, what narrative world? are y'all trying to create? And what, like, what world? are y'all trying to get out of this? And what world during that time period did they even make? a lick of sense. Is that even factual? No, it cannot be. There's no way. I've never read that before and I think I know an in-depth knowledge on Harriet Tubman and I ain't never read that before. So, though they running out. Next. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not going to see that now. No. But, um, it's okay. Yeah, what's the next topic? So, I do want to touch on Airbnb. Have you used Airbnb before? Yes, yeah. when I went to New Orleans, me and Nisha booked the Airbnb. So, I've used Airbnb, I want to say, what, uh, two, three times? It's three times? I've had a good experience with it. Um, I never ran into any issues where I was discriminated against because of my race. Um, like, I've never had any issues. But um, I was reading, like, this whole, I want to say it was on Vice. Um, they did this whole story about, like, how Airbnb, like, has people that are scamming people within Airbnb. So this is like a two-fold story. So I want to talk about the scam in the Airbnb, and then I also want to talk about the unfortunate event that happened um, this past week with Airbnb as well. So the whole scamming thing is basically, let's just say you go on Airbnb, Airbnb, you find exactly, you know, the place that you want to stay, you book it, the pictures look great, da 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 It's great. All right, literally a few hours before your reservation to, you know, go into this home or whatever. Mm-hmm. The host contacts you and said that, unfortunately, there's been a plumbing issue and we won't be able to allow you to move in due to flooding and all that type of stuff. But we do have another place that we think would be great for you to stay in if you, like, you know, rent it out from us at this price or whatever like that. Like, we're trying our best to accommodate you. Let us know because the space is going to fill up really quick. All right. First of all, that's not my fault that y'all had a plumbing issue. And then now I got to find somewhere else to go. Looks like y'all should be able to accommodate me. Well, basically within Airbnb, there's like loopholes on how much money you can get as a refund. There's loopholes on like how quick like the host can cancel on you. All this type of stuff. It's just like people are like doing the most. So you go to this new place that they suckered you into like reserving or whatever like that. They tell you that it's the same price 
But then once you get the bill at the end, you find that the cleaning price was $500 to clean up the place. And then because the original place that you requested was for 10 people and this place is only for six people, you have to pay $150 per person that's added to those six people. So four times 150 whatever. All right, that adds all the way up. Girl, turns out that these folks will show up to the new place and it was nothing like the pictures. It was completely run down and it's like stuff was just completely broken. Like nothing that they had ever expected to live in ever. And then when they try to contact the host, the host is like nowhere to be found. Or like the host will say, oh, we're so unfortunate. We tried our best to accommodate you due to us like, you know, having a plumbing issue. So could you please leave us a five-star review? <laughs> Girl, turns out that these aren't even real listings. So the listing that people are like clicking on the first time and reserving themselves for is not even real. The whole time it's this second property that they're trying to get you in on because they can't accommodate you due to the plumbing issue. Turns out that this had happened to like a lot of people and it was across like eight different states and it was like ran by the same group. So it's like literally a group of people that were scamming people out of money within Airbnb. And there's no way right now for Airbnb to fully check to see if a host or a property is real. They do have like checks and balances and stuff, but it really doesn't work out. Anywho, I thought that that was wild that I had went on this whole like 30 page essay about how Airbnb was scamming people. And then unfortunately, like um, I believe it was a Halloween party this past week where five people actually lost their lives at an Airbnb because there was a shooting at the Airbnb. So now they're trying to figure out, like, who's liable? Is it Airbnb that's responsible for the shooting? Um, is it the actual property owner or the host or different things like that? And, like, neighbors were talking about, like, how it was 100 people at this house um, for the Halloween party. And now Airbnb is, like, trying to roll out, like, all of these rules and, like, new policies and stuff. Just basically saying how, like, we're going to have proper checks and balances. Um we're going to have people that investigate um, if this is going to be a party house or not. We're going to scrutinize really how many people can live on a property like for your um, requested reservation dates. And if a host feels like you may be a partying type group, we're going to flag that and all that type of stuff. So I was just like, okay, I feel like they could have like some benefits, but I also feel like they can have some drawbacks as well. Because I know a lot of people usually opt for Airbnb for larger groups because it can be cheaper. And nine times, sometimes you're not trying to get Airbnb because you're trying to throw a party. You're just trying to like get something that's more like cost effective and different things like that. But um, I definitely feel that like Airbnb is probably, I don't know, it may not happen, but I just feel like they're now stepping into like territory that could potentially hurt their business. Because I also know, like, a lot of cities and towns and stuff are, like, voting for, like, taxes to be, um, like, included within Airbnbs. Like, mm -hmm. within my city, like, they're passing a vote or something next week because people are coming in. They do not live here at all. They're, like, buying homes and stuff, and they're flipping them and turning them to Airbnbs. And, like, it's making the property tax, like, skyrocket. Like, I told you my landlord said that his property tax tripled. In, like, one year by itself. And it's just, like, 
the residents that actually want to buy these properties that they actually want to live here can't afford to live here anymore because like everybody's just coming in and renovating and just they're not even contributing to the neighborhood they have like housing managers and like housing property people and all that type of stuff and like you are living with a stranger every other day of the week all that type of stuff so like I know that I know Jersey City is working on it. I know that they did the same thing with New Orleans as well with Airbnbs. And I think that law actually passed to where now the taxes that are being paid for Airbnb goes to like um the the levy um like budget. So mm-hmm. whenever it floods or whatever like that, New Orleans now will have like money to actually, you know, help build the infrastructure around their levees and flooding, all the pumps and stuff like that. But yeah. I just think it's a tough week right now for Airbnb and I really like feel bad for like the five people that lost their lives and like all the families involved because I just know that you just want to go to a party and I think the shooter is like still at large. They haven't caught the person that shot everybody or anything yet. Just like what happened at Texas A&M. They still haven't found a person who shot those two they people. They haven't? Mm-mm. And you know what? They didn't get a lot of media attention either. I don't. That's HBCU, right? Yeah, uh, Texas. It was it Texas A and M or Texas something else. I thought it was Texas. I read Texas A and M. Oh, maybe it was. I well, yeah, Texas A and M is the HBC. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe was it because it wasn't that many I people just, that died? I don't know. Because there was a shooting earlier this summer at a Walmart in Mississippi somewhere where they shot two people. I don't know. If people died. I can't remember. But right before the shooting happened, they had went. Uh, they had shooter training or like arm shooter training mm-hmm. so people knew what to do in the situations but i don't remember if people died or not i'm trying to remember i just know it happened earlier this summer and i don't so even think they got grants, a lot of media attention so attention. what grants something to get a media attention like i don't know if it does it have to be a shares? lot of people that unfortunately lose their lives like yeah. i know people were sharing it though on twitter about the whole homecoming shooting and stuff i don't i don't quite know i mean and I feel like it should be bigger because the shooter hasn't been caught. Right. So I, there's no really no finality to this. <laughs> there's no finality to it. But on the on the you Airbnb do thing, about these guns. on the it's not gonna happen in our lifetime. In the Airbnb thing, I know Denisha's trying to book one for her birthday. So I wonder how it's gonna change the dynamics of this. And this is gonna be in Miami, and I'm you know Miami yeah. is a party city, which is why I said I think it's gonna change like a lot, and I think it's probably nine times out of ten I feel like it's gonna heighten the racial dis- like discrimination when people try to book stuff. Like let's just say you have a white family that's trying to book an Airbnb, and then like a black family is trying to book an Airbnb. I guarantee you they probably gonna scrutinize this like their black family. Like, are you gonna throw a party? Are you gonna have people that are not supposed to be there? Are you guys gonna smoke weed? Do you guys drink? Do you do this? Do you do that? And I just think, like, they'll probably, like, you know, ask a few questions about the white family, but I don't think it'll be, like, nothing too in-depth. Because they do have a right to ask, like, you know, what are you coming for? What's the purpose of your visit? Some ask and then some don't care. It depends on the size of the property and stuff. Right. But, uh, yeah, prayers for those families who lost people in their party. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. Um... I also want to talk about something. It's not really like serious or anything, but I just want to get your viewpoint on it. Do you mm-hmm. know what Movember is? No, I've heard of No Net November, but I haven't heard of Movember. <laughs> I think Movember is like basically essential to the No Shave November. 
um, oh. where it's like mustache November. But like, I know a lot of companies, I think our company is doing it where like, if you don't, like they're not shaving and stuff like that. Or like they'll have like these parties and stuff where dudes aren't shaving to raise money for like prostate cancer and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but I saw like on social media where like this company is like promoting Movember, but for women basically saying that women have mustaches and we shouldn't be forced <laughs> <laughs> and we shouldn't be forced to shave uh our mustaches and that we should just enhance them and live our lives with our full ass mustache. Who came up with this? I have no idea but A I white walker. I don't know but I saw it and I was like this is the most millennial thing I've ever seen in my life. Like some things I feel like we just be reaching to be included on. And I feel like sometimes we just like, come on, y'all, we need to pick our battles on what we want to be. You know, I just saw somebody in high school and I'm not going to do it. Girl, I already know (laughs) who you're probably. Honestly, there was a couple of people in high school. Well, I'm thinking about one person in in particular. particular. It was very dark. I mean. And you know who I'm talking about, don't you? Yes, honey. But um, I mean, I also know somebody that has like a little mustache from time to time. Um, because they're just hairy but she mm-hmm. also has eyebrows that are on fleek all the time because she's just that hairy but I think she gets no she gets hers does she get hers threaded you can really get gets, that lasered off and when you laser something off it's never gonna grow back yeah but you keep you have to keep going for like treatments and stuff some people don't like it because it may be painful your skin oh, may have yeah. a reaction all that type of stuff she either bleaches it or she threads it I know she's not waxing it <laughs> but I was just like you know what do you think about that like women like what if women we have more women just walking around with a mustache you know what to eat your own I'm not doing that shit um, do you have but, a mustache? No, like does I everybody don't. have? Everybody got a little peach fuzz. I think yeah, here. everybody everybody has peach fuzz, but some women because they are maybe more hairier than others, it may be more visible. But I just feel like I'm not like I'm not that hairy. Like you know how some people have hair on their arms. Like I have hair on my arms, but you really have to look at it on a microscopic mm-hmm. level to see it. So I'm just like, if that's what y'all want to do, that is fine. I'm not participating in the movement. Cause I don't so, want a mustache, but if no you want to do that for you, I can't no. even grow a mustache if I wanted to. Yeah, so I'm good. I'm gonna leave it to y'all. I'm but congratulations. I saw it and I was like, wow. I like you talking about not shaving your arms or your underarms no. or your legs or your cat. I'm talking about I, the mustache. Okay. Okay. They probably do that too. I feel like if you're not shaving your mustache, you're probably not shaving nothing else either. Well, I feel like hey. if it's something that you can't help. Why not embrace it at this point? Yeah. True. Because this essential, they were trying to say, like, why are women, like, you know, why are we forced to, like, follow all of these societal norms and stuff like that? And why we just can't be ourselves and, like, enhance all of our beauty? I was like, yeah, I see it. I see it. But (laughs) is is this the battle we want right now? (laughs) That's how I was looking at, like, come on, y'all. But nah, I just wanted to see. It was something cute that I had saw. Okay. I mean, the way that they tried to advertise it, it was really cute. But I was like, oof. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. But um, something else uh, in regards to like, the whole presidential election, um, Beto um, has pulled I thought it was out. Beto. Is it Beto? Beto. See, there you go. I don't think he was going to make it either. I don't even know his name for real, for real. I feel like if people don't know your name for real, for real, how can you be the president? But... um. 
a lot of people just thought that it was interesting how like the day before he announced that he was stepping out of the presidential um like race or whatever so he was on the breakfast club the day before he pulled out or whatever and um i didn't listen to the whole interview i don't i just like saw the little clips or whatever but basically Charlemagne was asking him like you know what happened to beyonce what happened to lebron james because i think when he was running for like was he running for governor of texas mm-hmm. what was he running from was it the mm-hmm. governor or a senator since something like that but um basically you know he had all these celebrity endorsements and stuff like beyonce wore like a whole shirt and then it's just like, well, where are those people now since you're running for president or anything like that? And then Charlemagne also asked him, like, you know, how do you feel about, like, the future? Like, do you think that you were born to be president and all this type of stuff? Because a lot of people are saying that you're not, you know, you're not born to do it or stuff like that. And he basically was like, you know, I've never felt more confident than where I am right now in my presidency. <laughs> and I just feel like, you know, this is something that I'm made for. I'm not necessarily born for it. I don't think anybody is ever born to be the president. But, you know, I think this is just something that comes when you really want to make a difference and you want to leave an impact on your country. Like, that's what you do. And then the next day he pulls out of the whole race. And it's just like, what the hell happened? Maybe the numbers um, weren't there or it could be something personal or family related that he needed to pull out. But, I yeah. mean... But I don't ever think that he was a clear front runner mm-hmm. for it. I think right now, as far as the Democrats, to me, it's Elizabeth Warren, um, Harris, uh, Biden, unfortunately, I don't know why, um, and Sanders. Hmm. I think so. Okay. Well, I could also be wrong, I don't but know I think that shit about we're really none of these candidates' platforms, so can't mm-hmm. say I'm really sad to see him go. I'm also not happy to see him go either. I'm just like, okay. I mean, are you, do you think that you're gonna get like more informed, like once we get to like the, I guess the nitty gritty of yeah, it? Yeah, but I ain't gonna lie. Like the primaries. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, but I feel like at this point, I just want Donald Trump to get the fuck out of the White House. So, and you don't care who replaces him. I'm like 20%. That's my attitude. And 80%, like, I'm going to read up on the candidates to make sure they got my best interest okay. at heart. So, you like the person. Like, I would go for a fucking like, turtle at this point if it meant getting Donald Trump out the fucking White House. Do you remember in college? This is what you said. Like, do you remember in college where, like, you'll be like, fuck, I don't want to go to that class. Fuck that class. And your ass be sitting in that damn class. Yeah. Or is it just me? Okay, so that's what you sound like right now. Like, fuck that. But you know what? I'm 80% leaning towards me actually informing myself on these, you know, policies and stuff so I can figure out what the fuck we need to do. That's what you sound like. Yeah. And that's real. Because right now, I think a lot of people just maybe are not, like, in tune with Mm -hmm. I think they're just so over the bullshit about, like, the White House in general. And have you been seeing how, like, he's been booed at, like, all these sports events Mm -hmm. and stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. I think last night he got booed at the UFC fight or something. First of all, why is he making all these public ass? Do you know he made some kids for Halloween at the White House build a wall? Excuse me, build what wall? Like a a, a play wall. Like had them like what? construction cut out bricks and they built a wall. Aaliyah, I'm not lying. fucking lying. I just saw it on the show. Who who let that happen? But there were all. Like Donald fucking Trump, they said his. He told they said they gave them kids and stuff something to build a wall, and it, and it's if you look, it's like a brick wall that's built on the thing made out of the construction. Okay, cut out. but I just want to know. 
before you go, there also were these kids that when they went up to get their candy, they threw tissue paper at him and somebody else threw something <gasps> at him. You're lying. You're lying. Who are their parents? They were white too. They need everything. They need all the coins, Oh my God. Okay. It was so funny. That is so cute. Yeah. We need stuff like that. Yeah. We need little kids that's like, I know the truth. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and like, they do their own stuff. We Where need was more Secret Service like when this was happening? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> How did they let the tissue get in? And they probably had it in their don't candy they bag. Everybody? I don't know. They probably oh. thought it was a joke. I don't know. It's kids. I really do not know. But Oh, like TP in the prison? Yes, mm. that, that was funny. And he just stood well, there. Well, usually when you TP somebody's house, you hate the person that's taking yeah. their house. Yeah. It's got some type of vendetta behind yeah. it. You ain't just doing that for fun. So. But hold on. I just want to know. So people were literally letting their kids help build this wall. But I don't know if the like, parents are these knew people? or if they just, if the people over that event were just like, here, take some play bricks or these construction cut out bricks and just, we're going to build a wall. And I don't know if these children's minds are old enough to understand that what they're doing is hella controversial and fucked up. But to even, for you as a grown ass person to even do that to children, it's place them in that you. position to do some crazy shit like that it's fucked up like I'm not even mad at the parents cause they, they maybe didn't know but I'm just like why would you make kids do some shit like some nasty shit like that like you are oh, fucking man. sick so fuck him all days and always okay okay next I'm out for him um, we are 45 minutes honestly, in and like honestly we I think we need to wrap these topics up cause they don't want us to take that long and I think I'm done I'm done wait was there anything I else why they went so long no that was okay it. well I just want to say so really quickly I'm gonna make this quick so we can get to the next segment I had the Popeye's chicken sandwich so <laughs> Friday as the as my shift was coming down where I work my my coworker was like I know a girl in Christmas Springs who work at Popeye's part-time, and she was like, the chicken sandwiches are out today. And she was like, they're not mm-hmm. advertising it like that, but if you go in there and ask, they'll give it to you. So I was like, hmm, if a lot of people don't know about this, I could go to Popeye's right this now. This is my chance. Like, wow, the secret is still being concealed, and I could just see if they have them, and if they have, if they don't, oh, well, I just wait until Sunday to get them. So I told my mama what was up, waited for her to get home, <laughs> It's a Popeye's up the street from my house. And it's got an A. It's got an A rating. Did y'all go together? We sure did. So, like, the drive-through line was <laughs> slick. It was, like, not long, but, like, you could tell it was getting there. So, we just parked. And my mom was like, we finna go inside. So, you could see the Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Like, you could see them making them in the back. But, you know, I, we weren't sure because they were already in the bag. So, it's like, it's not like we could see them. So, my mom just walked up and she whispered to the cashier, Y'all got the Popeye's chicken sandwiches? And the girl at the mm. counter... Y'all mama is so funny. And the girl at the counter was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, can we get two spicy chicken sandwiches? And mom was like, you don't want a meal? And I was like, let me just get a sandwich and she can get whatever she wants. Because I don't... I had just ate before we left. Because she said she wouldn't get home till late. But that's neither here nor there. So they gave us the sandwiches. But the way they gave them to us, it's like we had to step to the side. And they like gave them to us a different way. Almost like they didn't want people to know that the sandwiches were out and it wasn't that many people in there. Like it was maybe two girls sitting down inside and maybe like two people ahead of us, but it was empty in that place. So we walked outside and the fucking drive-through line was getting longer. Like it was getting so long to the point that I'm like, this line is going to be outside of this fucking parking lot in a minute. 
So I FaceTimed my brother so he could see the sandwich. And it was pretty thick, a nice, big, juicy piece of, like, chicken breast. You saw the mayo. You saw the pickles. And it was hot. Mm-hmm. Bit into it. I was like, okay, this is really good. Like, I see, you know, it tastes good. I don't know if I would say it matched the hype. Like, you niggas waiting hours in line or ordering 10 fucking sandwiches. But I was like, this is a really good sandwich. And I, like, by the time we got home, I was halfway done with this shit. So, so did it live up to it? I think I had my expectations lowered because I'm like, I don't want to go in here thinking it's going to be the best thing since sliced bread and it's not. But I will say that it was a good ass sandwich. I don't know if I feel like, I feel like y'all were low key doing the most over it, but I think that it was a great sandwich. And I don't know for somebody who had it the first time, if it still lives Mm -hmm. up. Because like I said, this was my first time trying it. I didn't get to have it because you bitch ass motherfuckers ate all the goddamn sandwiches. But it was good, and I feel like after I thought about it, I think I would say that I do like it better than Chick-fil-A. Hmm. Because I think what I've noticed is that now that they have a Chick-fil-A up the street for me, whereas I usually we have to go all the way to the mall or go to Clinton to get Chick-fil-A, so it was rare that I got it, and I feel like it tasted better when I couldn't have it readily available to me. I feel like every time I've gone up there to the Chick-fil-A up the street and had the sandwich, it's never been, like, as good as it could be. But the other day, when I got some chicken nuggets and fries and a milkshake, that shit was hitting. So maybe I'm, I'm mm. going to just switch to the chicken nuggets. But I'm just like, every time I've had the sandwich lately from Chick-fil-A, it ain't <laughs> been good. So I feel like I like the, the, the Popeye's one better. And KFC has a chicken sandwich now, too. So my mom was like, she want to try that next. So it's just a fucking sandwich war. Like, I think Burger King got one. Wendy's got one. You hoes. But really, it's about Chick-fil-A and Popeye's now. So I would just say, if you want to try it, I feel like you should try it. But I will say, I'm glad I had the sandwich. Don't know when I'm going to get it again, but it was good. Wow. I think you should try it. I think you're going to like mm-hmm. it. I think you're going to like it. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> But anyways, let's skip over to our Welcome to Adulthood segment. Um, I think last time you went first, so I'll just go first. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be short? I fucking hate filling out tax forms. Um, mm-hmm. I never understand them. Like, even with all the instructions and the tiny-ass wording, I still be like, I need help figuring out what the fuck I am. Am I head of my household? Am I single? Like, they always confuse me. And I had to fill out another one because now since I'm a freelancer for my job, I have to fill out a different tax form. So initially when I looked at it, I thought it would be a breeze filling it out because I'm like, at this point, I'm kind of used to it, so I should know. But this one was totally different. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to just have to wait till I get home and ask my mama to help me because I don't understand what none of this shit means. So this is my welcome to the hood. I hate filling out fucking tax forms because I don't understand any of the language. I don't really understand how taxes work and all that shit, so... Yeah, I'm just over tax forms. I fucking hate them. I think it's really confusing when they be like, fill out, no, add in zero yes. or one. What? I'm like, am I a zero or and one? And then it's going to change when you factor in, if you have kids one day and shit like that, or if you're yeah, married. I'm so I'm just like, and all them exemptions, I'm like, I don't know what any of this shit means. Ugh, I hate filling them out. But yeah, that's my welcome to adulthood. Okay. My welcome to adulthood is not that serious, but it's something that plagues me every day and gives me, like, the most anxiety, and literally, it's cooking. Um, I think it's mentally exhausting. 
for like it's that moment of you getting in your car and you driving home from work and I literally am panicking like fuck what am I gonna eat today am I cooking or should I just you know just go get something from the drive through real quick and like eat that later but it's just like you gotta first of all you gotta figure out what you wanna cook you better hope whatever you got in your mind is in the refrigerator when you get home cause if it's not then you gotta start all over scrap that idea and figure out something else that you need to cook so then it's the cooking process. <laughs> so I always thought that cooking process was like way too long. Like if I want to cook some chicken, I got to spray down the sink, the fucking counter. I got to make sure I don't get salmonella all on my my face and shit, all on this drawer or that knife, all that type of stuff. Then after you cook the chicken, you got to spray everything down again and just make sure you don't get salmonella, all that type of stuff. Uh, and then like you cook, you know, you have to watch the food. You can't leave. You got to sit there and watch that shit. Um... Then, after you cook, you're tired. So, you eat it. And then, when you finish eating, you look at all these damn dishes and all these pots and pans, and you're just like, what the fuck? I try to clean as I go when I cook, so I don't have much to clean up and all that type of stuff, but still, it's just, like, a daunting, like, task to me. And, like, I shouldn't be facing this in adulthood because, literally, food is, like, a necessity. Like, we have to eat. And it's like, why do I still, like, plague myself? With trying to decide what to eat and like what I'm gonna cook, I bought me an Instapot because I thought that was gonna help. But then I don't make groceries because it's like I don't feel like cooking, and then sometimes they'll go bad. So yeah, that's my adulthood. Um, I hate cooking. I think a lot of people know that I hate cooking. Girl, what um, you gonna do? You have kids and stuff. I don't know how parents Please do it. don't like, be that, that that parent that have your kids growing up on like fast food. Well, I grew up on fast food oh. when I was in middle school and high school. And, now like, Ms. now Ella. I don't eat fast food. Yeah, she was tired. Shit, I don't blame her. Not Miss Ella. Not Miss Ella. But everybody, but she would cook. I don't understand how my mom would do it. I don't know how she would get off work and, like, cook for, like, kids and stuff. And, like, when I hear parents and stuff at work talk about cooking for their kids, I'm like, listen, I'm my own six-year-old. And I'm a lot. I could only imagine how y'all dealing with a 10-year-old, a 6-year-old, a 3-year-old, and then a newborn. Who? Who? Why y'all keep who? having kids? Girl. I mean. But yeah, that's my welcome to adulthood. I just, cooking to me is like a daunting task, but I will do it. But I hate I just it. feel like with me, I just want my shit to taste like my mama's. So I get exactly. real frustrated if, after all is said and done, after sweating and slaving over a stove. I'm like, mm, it don't quite have that mama taste to it, like. Mm, it can use this. I can do this differently. Oh, I burnt this a little bit, but it's okay. You just don't have to eat this shit. I mean, like, I I mean, being in New York, it was like, bitch, you can't always eat out because you ain't got the money for that, so you better make groceries. I was always cooking spaghetti, red beans and rice. I cooked that twice while I was up there. Um, tuna fish, like, ugh. I ain't never fried yeah. no chicken on no fish or nothing like that because... I can't find There's chicken. There's an art to, to find mama. chicken because you can't, you gotta make sure it's done. So I'm just yes. like, I don't want to fuck around and think, oh, the chicken done and I bite into it and that bitch started bleeding out. Like, I ain't got time for this shit. So, I had actually cooked fried fish one time, but some of the breading, it was good. It's just some of the breading was coming off and it was pissing me off. But now I know a secret to how you can get the bread to stay on. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think I can cook that again, but it's gonna be a while for chicken. It's gonna be a while. Um, yeah. but that concludes our welcome to adulthood segment. We'll be back after this quick break. So you know what we think about topics like basketball wives and Donald Trump. 
but you don't know what we're listening to. Every few weeks, Daya and I will be releasing the DNA playlist, a culmination of 10 songs that reflect our music tastes and act as an extension of our personalities. Coming out this week is Volume 4, with sounds from DJ Mustard, Justine Sky, and Isaiah Rashad. Here's a sneak peek. It's Whatever by Aliyah. Just like the birds that whistle in the trees, hidden the leaves. You can access the playlist on our Spotify page in addition to previous volumes. Now, let's get back to the show. Alright, greetings to everybody out here who may not know. You know, there are some facts about Mississippi that I think that you should be informed upon. Like, number one. Mississippi is actually the birthplace of America's music. That's why, hoes, everything that y'all hear right now probably had some type of origin in Mississippi. That's the blues. That's rhythm and blues, which is R&B. Oh, that's also rock and roll. Oh, you want to know how this rock and roll? Let me give you a history lesson on it. Do you know that people were in the fields picking cotton? Those people were known as slaves, and they used to sing these Negro spirituals and hymnals in the fields. It has so much pain and sorrow in it, and it sounds extremely soulful. Do you know who heard these people singing those Negro spirituals in the cotton fields as they were picking this cotton? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I will inform you on it. A white male. And what did that white male do? Oh, this sounds like something that could be great if I can just, you know, butter this up, slap some whiteness on it, and make a profit off of it. And yes, that is exactly what they did. And it spun off into blues. And who else picked up on this blues thing that people just love to bring up? Elvis motherfucking Presley. And you know what? Y'all give him a lot of credit for like the blues and the rock and roll and all that type of stuff. But let me tell you something, okay? That came from black people in Mississippi. And because y'all like to credit that man with being an originator of so many things around music, joke's on you. You played yourself. Do some history. And this is my history lesson to you. A-holes. How Mississippi is truly the birthplace of America's music. And next time y'all ever hear somebody say that, don't look shook and don't look shocked that you didn't know that. Because you heard it here first. So this is our homegrown segment where we talk about all things Mississippi from events to music, food, etc. I'm going to go first because mine is Mississippi related, but Destiny's is more (laughs) on the... um, it's a different take on homegrown, but mm-hmm. um, just to get started, um, I don't know if you heard of Kingston Frazier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who that is? I believe so, but tell okay, me. Okay, so more. two years ago in May 2017, um, his mom, I think her name was Brandy. No, her name is Ebony. Ebony Frazier. She stopped at the Kroger on 55 to run into the mm-hmm. store real quick to get some last minute stuff because he was graduating from kindergarten um, the next day. And Brand Kingston Frazier was six years old. He was asleep on the back seat. And so she got out the car, left the car running and the doors unlocked and ran in real quick. These three teenagers were also at the Kroger, apparently trying to make a drug, uh, like get some drugs and decided to steal the car. So this guy named Byron McBride got in the car and drove off. 
and the mom came out, noticed her car was missing, and ran over to a law enforcement officer in the parking lot and told them somebody stole her car with her son in it. Meanwhile, this guy, the two people that were with him weren't in the car with him as he was driving it with the little boy in it. I guess they were, like, following him. But he basically hmm. dropped the car off somewhere in Glustead behind a building, shot this six-year-old boy but in both his arms, once in his what? eye, and then shot him in the back of the head. And when the authorities found him, found the car, the little boy was already dead in the seat. So flash forward to two years later, um, the guy who actually shot the little boy, he has been sentenced to life in prison. Um, one of the guys knew that he had shot the little boy, but it took him uh, up until, like, I guess, right before the trial for him to tell cops what really happened or who was the shooter. He mm-hmm. just um, got, he just got sentenced to, I think, accessory to murder. And I think he pled guilty. I think everybody pled guilty. So there, there's no, you know, confusion about that. But yeah. he faces up to 45 years in jail and he will not get sentenced until, I think, December 21st. And then the other guy who is um, Dewan, was it, was it something Washington? His last name is Washington. He Mm -hmm. got sentenced to 15 years in prison. Um, All black men. They were all teenagers when this happened. I think the shooter was 19 at the time and the other two boys were 17. They just got charged as adults. But it's just really sad. I'm glad the family got closure. You know, I just think it's really sad that you would do something like that to an innocent child. You know, it's like, it's not enough yeah. that you took the car and you could have easily just, you could have just left, left him, him there. But to take the car with him in it, and we don't really know why he killed the child, maybe because the child saw his face, who knows. But to shoot him twice in the arm, once in the eye, and then in the back of the head, like you shot this baby four times for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were blaming the mom because she left the car running and she left the door unlocked. And I know that woman is going through it because I'm sure she beats herself up all the time about what she did. I'm not going to blame her for anything. I'm not because this could have been something she's done in the past and nothing ever happened. And I've seen plenty of people leave their kids in the car. Sometimes they don't leave them running. Sometimes it'd be hot as fuck outside. The kids just be in there baking. I mean, maybe they lock the doors, but I've seen plenty of instances where women or moms leave their kids in the car. And nothing happens. I just think that this was just an unfortunate situation. And it sucks that that little boy had to pay for it. And he was so cute. And it's just sad that he was about to graduate the next day. And that she was just going in there trying to get some stuff for him for his party. And I've seen the mom. She's been interviewed by the news channels here. And I'm assuming the guy that was sitting next to her was his dad. But it was just hard watching her talk about it. Because I can tell she wanted to break down and cry. And, you know, they kind of alluded to the fact that there were a lot of people on social media saying how stupid she was and really oh getting God. getting down on her for, like, being an irresponsible parent. And I think this is the first time she's really come out and, like, talked to the media about anything. And, you know, she said some days are harder than others, but, you know, she miss, misses him and, you know, can still kind of hear his voice. And it was just sad because I could tell that she probably beat her sh- herself up about it. Like, I'm not going to come down on this woman because, like, Logically, yeah. I don't know why you would leave the car running and the doors unlocked, you know, with your son in the car because anything could happen. But I just, I'm not going to beat up on her because I'm sure she feels like shit. I'm sure she regrets 
doing it. That's going to eat her up for the rest of her life. So I just don't want to add on yeah. to her misery. But I it's, I know it's sad, but it just kind of put me in a mindset of like what happened with Cupcake recently and the other little girl that they found. And I've been seeing a lot of other stories about people harming kids and killing them. It's just like, if y'all, like, you sick motherfuckers out here, like, I don't know for one, what some of y'all fascinations are with kids or some of y'all that would stoop so low as to do what this man did and shoot him four times, but I really want y'all to stop killing killing innocent babies because, like I said, I can't imagine what that little boy was going through, and I don't know the order in which he shot him, but to be shot, like, in the arm, in both arms, and then shot in the eye, and then shot in the head, like, he suffered. Like, that baby suffered, and he didn't deserve that shit. So I'm just praying for peace for the mama and the rest of the family. I'm glad these boys are going away from what they did. Even the ones who didn't participate in the murder. It's like, even you knowing that he did it and not immediately going to the cops, you know, like, yeah, that's still fucked up. And so that guy who actually shot him, he's in jail for life with no parole, nothing like that. And apparently they said they were going to do some, like, psychotic treatments or a test on him to see if he was okay in the head. Because honestly... He can't be if he would do some shit like that to no. a six-year-old little boy. Yeah. So rest in peace to Kingston Frazier. I'm glad the family got some closure on the situation, at least as far as his murderers, murderers are concerned. And, you know, just yeah, prayers for the family that they find peace one day. But that's my homegrown. Same. Um, I feel like both of our homegrowns today are like, not the most positive yeah. <laughs> um, well mine is a little different because as some of you may or may not know I do not live in Mississippi and this is just something that me and my best friend do once a week because we enjoy talking to each other so much mm-hmm. um, so for my homegrown I'll be talking about what's been going on up here within the greater New York area um, I live in Jersey City which is like 10 minutes outside of New York so I use the um, the subway um Quite often when I have to go to the city, I also use the path trains, which is like another form of a subway, but I think it's nicer than the subway. Um, so uh, NYC has been taking it upon themselves to place up police officers for all of the subway station stops. And I think that they're like purposely targeting areas where they know black and brown people use the subway more often, um, or they're just, you know, particularly staking out for black and brown people for something that they're calling fair evasion so right now to like swipe and to get on the subway i believe it's two dollars and 75 cent per swipe mm-hmm. um a lot of people don't have that like that's potentially taking money off of their table that's a meal that they could be eating like you just never know but um so these people that like evade the fares is the way it's like you jump over the turnstile thing like you don't swipe you or you open up that emergency exit door and you just walk through there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have now had police officers stationed. Some are visible. Some are completely hidden because they're watching you and they want you to do it. And they want you to think that they're not there so they can arrest you and find you. I think it's like up to $500 or something like that for $2.75. They are arresting people for $2.75. All right. They've also like installed these cameras. A lot of people think that the money that we're wasting on like having police officers and stuff stationed, particularly just to catch people evading fares, could be used to help 
the MTA service like better. Like we have a lot of delayed trains. We have some stations that are like closed down on the weekends because they're like working on it and different stuff like that. Um, the facilities, a lot of them don't work for like disabled people. Elevators don't work and like they're forced to take the stairs or they don't have a way to get downstairs to get the subway. It's just a lot of stuff that's like really messed up and we could be allocating these funds to like fix and improve certain things then literally just stop trying to catch people that don't have $2.75. Honestly, that adds up. Mm -hmm. If I have to go to work and it takes me like two trains to get there, like I'm spending close to like what? Shit, $10 a day? Mm -hmm. That's a lot. If you try to add all that up, especially if somebody like just started a job but they don't have the funds yeah. for different things like that. And if you ain't got so $2.75 like, for that, you suddenly don't have 32 for the weekly or 121 for and, the monthly. Exactly. So, um, it's been getting really out of control. Um, there has been like a lot of videos of like the police using excessive force when they've been arresting these young black and brown people. Um, there was an incident where um, I believe a teenager was supposedly getting arrested or something and his friend was like trying to tell them y'all don't have to be so rough with him mm-hmm. like you know just trying to like help the officers calm down or whatever and out of nowhere a police officer comes out of nowhere and sucker punches this boy and knocks him oh out oh my god and then they arrest him because they said that he was interfering with police um business and so if that was a like woman that. would you have done the same thing probably so if she was black yes i, I mean they, i don't think they care they honestly do not care. And then there was another incident where um, a man jumped the turnstile. Mm-hmm. He made it onto the train. Mm-hmm. I, I think the doors closed or something like that. And then, like, the police literally, like, drawed their guns on him through the glass. They're outside of the train, and this boy is on the train. And, like, people are, like, people dispersed. They saw the guns, and, like, people running for them lives trying to get away from this boy because you just never know if, like, the police run up on there, because I think somebody claimed that he had a gun or something like that. He didn't have a gun. But it's just the fact that they're, like, and then once they got on the train, they, like, used, like, excessive Like, force. 10 like, people it, like jumped 10 on him. Like, 10 people to arrest this skinny dude. Like, it just wasn't okay. So, like, there have been, like, a lot of protests. Um, yeah, so they had a fair, where people, a fair protest. They had, like, a, yeah, a hostile, like, fair protest thing where, like, like hundreds of thousands of people were purposely jumping the turnstiles, you know, in protest to like, you need to stop treating other people like this and stuff like that. I think that it's extremely unfortunate. Like, I don't understand why we're doing something like this. Like, I was going somewhere with somebody and they saw other people like, you know, evading the fair. And I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, honey, they can do that. We can't. It was white people doing it. And then I was like, nah. We're we going to go this way. We're going to actually pay for it. Just because I didn't know if somebody was watching us. I don't know. It could have been bait for all I know mm-hmm. for them to set up white folks to go do it and they don't get caught. And then you walk behind them thinking they're not going to get caught and you get caught. Right. So it's just like, I don't have time for it. I don't like how they're treating people. Like, I don't understand why we have to, like, succumb to stuff like this. Yeah. And I just think that we could be using this energy and tax, energy and tax dollars like for something better, like how can we effectively train police officers to not immediately reach for their gun and like how do we train them to de-escalate situations instead of being the main people that escalate situations. Shit, y'all need to be like Lyft and give people free rides to job interviews and get them up yeah. to three weeks of free rides until they get paid so they can have money for that. Like 
I like y'all keep raising the fares from what I've been told because it was cheaper than that before yes. I got up there. Yeah. But y'all ain't fixing shit because them trains still raggedy as fuck. It's still not elevated mm-hmm. for people who are disabled and literally have to call and wait for somebody to come up there and help and carry them up the stairs. And then people, yeah. like them disabled people say, this shit is embarrassing as fuck. And just like even elevators for women who have strollers and children. Some girl died in, in she Brooklyn. She died because she, she fell, fell down the stairs. Trying to carry her damn baby down the stairs because there was no elevator. It's like, now that baby finna grow without a mom because she was just trying to get her down the stairs and get on the fucking train. Like, y'all so worried right. about people jumping over shit for $2.75, but it's actual real shit that y'all could be fixing. And I don't know if you saw, but now they're installing cameras in front of every turn yeah. So it's like, yeah, y'all, y'all got money to do that, but y'all ain't got money to fix this whack-ass subway system. And it's, it's just, plenty of people that take the subway that y'all make money off of. Like, y'all make hella right. money off of me. That one twenty one I was paying a month or that $32 I was paying for a weekly pass could have went to other shit. But I had to get to school and get to where I needed to go to, so I spent the money. But if I didn't have it, what, like, and there were plenty of times I didn't have it. So it's just like, and sometimes people will open the door for me or I never jumped over no turnstiles, but I would sometimes just wait for somebody to open the emergency I exit pay door. I people to go through it, too. And I pay for, like, like... people ask, like, I'm just sorry, ma'am, I ain't got it. And yeah. I'm like, it's cool. I give I you a swipe. help you out. Yeah. yeah. So, it's just like, they are fucking assholes, and I'm sure they're definitely gonna be targeting low-income areas where a lot of color people stay oh, and targeting black folks. But, you know, I'm sure that white boy gonna be able to jump over that turnstile and get away scot-free without the cops ambushing him and jumping him. Right. But I, I, didn't, I have yet to see a white person be arrested. I hadn't heard of that story where they knocked that boy out. Like, that's really fucked up. And yes. I'm just like, if that was a woman, like, would you have had that same energy? Which you probably would I have. I think he's suing them. He should. He should. I'm sick of you cops. Y'all finna get knocked down a pig. It's gonna come a day where y'all gonna get jumped or something. We just gonna all stage a big-ass jump out and jump y'all niggas and ambush y'all and see how y'all feel. Because... Hell no. I feel like I read a story one time where this officer yanked this woman back and she was carrying her newborn and she dropped the baby and it died. What? Yes. She was trying to get on the bus or something and he yanked the shit out of her and she dropped her baby and the damn baby died and it was a newborn. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Oh my God. Like, are y'all that power hungry? And then y'all want to talk about black folks. Like, these they are need the to do real psychic. Savages. They need to do mental evaluations on all police officers before they join the force. But like psycho, they need to take them through racial biases. Oh girl. It needs to be like racial biases. It needs to be like in like in depth and extremely thorough because this is the issue. It's something that's wrong. And all the people that's on the force, y'all need to retest them. I need to do racial bias, all this type of stuff. The fuck the training. Do a test. If it's a red flag, they need to be fired. Yep. But uh now we're going to move into our TV, music, and movie segment that we still don't have a name for. <laughs> um, you want to talk about Watchmen, and I mean, you can, but, but don't you spoil said it. I can't, but well, I, I just can't don't want you to. About it. I mean, you can get. Well, I you can't only talk about one thing. Okay. I talk about one thing. Have you seen episode one or no? No, I haven't. I, first of all, I haven't watched Power, I, and Neither. I haven't watched Watchmen. So. Okay, so the only thing I say about Watchmen is it's interesting to me, like, from that first episode. Okay, you know that the first episode kind of touches on Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? Yeah, my brother told me. In the Black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, did you knew about Black Wall Street before Mm -hmm. Watchmen, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So, I I feel like a lot of Black people do. But, like, when, like, I was explaining the show to, like, other people and stuff. um, 
girl, I'm sorry. I was looking out the window. You know, I said about that vote thing for the Airbnb thing. Mm-hmm. They on my corner right now telling people to vote for it. I see them out the window. Anywho, I was trying to see what was going on. But um, like, I really feel like it's sad that a lot of people don't know about Black Wall Street mm-hmm. and like what it was and like what it stood for. And I saw that um, I think they changed it back from well, they didn't change it back from. I think they changed the name to Massacre. Because at first they were called the Black, I want to say the Tulsa Riots or something, mm-hmm. where it was the white people and black people riding, something like that. But now it's the Massacre, basically just saying like a lot of black people lost their lives. Mm-hmm. And like, I was amazed at how many people at work that had never heard of it before. I guess I'm not shocked because I just feel like this is something I grew up knowing about automatically. Um, but... I mean, I didn't know about it until I got to college, so I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe it was college. Don't know about but it, but it's just like, dang, <laughs> this should like be a part of, you know. I mean, a lot of stuff should be a part of history. A lot of people don't know about the move thing that happened in Philadelphia. Do you even know about that? The move thing, where they bombed this house, and a lot of black people were saying that they bombed it on Mother's Day, like oh, yeah. a long time ago, and like one of the people, one of the women that got arrested that lived in that house, um, she recently got out of jail. Like, last year. Yes, like, she recently had got out of jail. So, like, there's a lot of stuff we don't know because, I mean, as much as we should know about stuff like this, a lot of this stuff is still contained in the state that it happens in. You know, I'm sure back in the day they weren't finna publicize how these people were coming in and and encroaching on people's properties and livelihoods and bombing it. Of course, media is not going to uh, pay attention to color folks' pain and what's happening to them. So I'm not surprised that people don't know about it unless they get to college or they see stuff like this. So, I mean, like, imagine how much people don't know about Mississippi and the stuff that go on there. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't really, you know, blame people. We should know about it, like you said, but we don't. I mean, think about what we studied as far as history is concerned in high school. I don't ever remember us extensively talking about the slave trade and slavery and stuff. We focused on World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, all that extra and shit. And we glanced over slave, yes. slavery. Like, they rarely talked about the black people who had to go over there and fight in the war. For motherfuckers who, when they came back, still didn't give them the respect they deserve for damn near losing their lives over there. Fight for a country that don't give a fuck about them. So I just feel like I'm not surprised people don't know. But I feel like yeah. if they are watching The Watchmen, which I'm surprised you're watching it, I feel like you're only watching it for Jenny King. But Hopefully they'll learn something from the first episode. But why are you watching it? Because you don't like superhero shit. Um, I guess I'm watching it. I just wanted to give it a chance. Like I'm trying to like open it up a little bit because I didn't know that like Watchmen was a part of like the comic, like you mm-hmm. know, realm and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Part of like the DC universe. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I was watching it because when I was first reading about it, it was basically talking about like this whole dystopia thing. Or, like, you know how, like, the roles are sort of kind of, like, reversed? Mm-hmm. Where, like, essentially black people are not a majority of this area and, like, the white people are the minorities. Um, and I was just like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then Regina King, and I was like, oh, well, I hope, you know, like, she's kicking ass and stuff like that. So I just was like, let me give it a chance. And then I watched it, and I got hooked on the first episode. And I'm like, I'm here for it. Okay, well, you know, it's a movie that came out a long time ago. Really? Yes, this this is after the movie. So this is I don't I have to watch it. So first. Should I watch the movie? I mean it's three hours, honey. If you want to watch it, go ahead. Three hours. Like those people with those masks on, they look like the therapy. The cavalry. They yeah. stem from a character that was in the movie. 
Okay. So if you want to understand the origins of like how the dystopia in the show happened, then maybe mm-hmm. you might want to watch the the movie. But I mean, I think I watched the movie when the show go off. Okay, but I'm telling you now, it's three I hours. Did. I mean, okay. yeah, it's three hours, and it could be a little, it could drag a little at times. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it's not like in game because some people feel like some of the parts of that movie dragged, even though I feel like there was a purpose for everything, but. You know, it does drag at times, so I'm just warning you now. But um, continue, you know, about what you wanted to talk about. Was Tulsa the only thing no, you wanted to talk No, that was just about? it. Okay. Yeah, because anything else I talk on, it's going to spoil it. Okay. And I want you to watch it. I don't want to spoil it for you. Okay. Well, I think we've talked long enough. This shit mm-hmm. says 80 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that This Is Us for next week is the episode about Malik and Deja and Randall and them meeting his family. And okay. I this is the episode that Asante was talking about was his favorite. So I'm really hyped to see this episode. I feel like okay. they've been focusing on Beth and Randall a lot this season. I don't know if it's just me. I think they have, and um, it's I feel like it's still foreshadowing on something. But um, we haven't got you think somebody's gonna die or something? I didn't say that. But when you say I just I, when foreshadowing I just it don't leads know. to something bad well, happening. Okay, on the season before, what did we focus on? Well, we focus on I their feel divorce. Like it's still, Randall. Well, okay, we fo- but it, remember they already showed us in the future. Randall and Beth are still married, and they are very much alive and well. The only people we didn't were see were they married. I didn't yes. think they were still married. Yes, because they made sure they showed special attention to their wedding rings when they went to the house. Where were oh. you? Do you not remember this? I remember this. They made sure they paid special attention to the wedding rings, and when he walked in the house, they kissed. To show you that they were still together, and then at the end, when we thought she, when she said, "This is a door I don't think that I can see," but then she came back and was like, "I made an offer on a house in Philly, and I think we should move." And in that way, you closer to your job. I can still open up my studio. We don't have to worry mm-hmm. about the girls and like us not being there for them. Like that to me showed that like they can work out any problem they have, and that they're still together in the future. The only people we didn't see were Kevin. And Kate and I feel like they're alluding to Kate being dead. That's just me. Oh God! Because it would be her. They said that Kevin, because when they saw Kevin's son, they was like, "Hey, where's your dad?" He was like, "Oh, he went to the store." And then they we saw Toby, but then but we didn't see Kate. And then they alluded to Jack coming down to say we goodbye, know and is. we know where Jack is, but we still haven't seen Kate. But they haven't been mm. focusing on her. And I feel like the same way they have Randall, but we know Randall not dead. So that's why I'm like, who is dead? We know the mama is about to die in the future. We didn't see, uh, what's his name? Her husband? Miguel. We didn't see him. We saw the brother by her bedside. So it's just so many questions that I'm like, did somebody, did somebody die? Like, where's Kate? You know, like, what, what the fuck? And then we, we didn't see Deja and we didn't see the other little girl. We saw Tess. Tess was growing up and she was a social worker. So we still have people that's missing. Like, we don't know who that little boy and mama is so we don't know who Kevin had a baby by even though I feel like it's this mm. lady this army lady did did you watch the episode no okay so I don't okay. thanks no I didn't spo- I said I think it's her it could very well from, not you be. somebody from this week I haven't seen it from this week okay but I, I think it might be her that's just my theory because of how everybody was introduced this season at least the new people that they dropped in I think that that is the child's mother but I could be wrong because Kevin always find him a girl, but he don't never keep her for too long. Yeah. So, right. I mean, hey, but um, 
that concludes another episode of Fish and Grits. <laughs> <laughs> this was way too long. Yes. Uh, about an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, the last but episode yeah. was almost an hour and... Well, the episode I edited was almost an hour and 30, so I'm not really yeah. surprised. But Wow, we need to... Yeah. I feel like we're the okay. read. We're kind of turning to the read for some reason with these long episodes. But All right, let's shorten it back. You can follow <laughs> us... Well, a lot happened this week to our defense. You can follow us um, on Twitter at fish underscore underscore grits. Look out for the playlist that should be out. DNA playlist volume four. Five is coming soon. Yeah. But yeah. Bye. Bye.